0: Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Systems and Workflow Magic Podcast. I am your Systems and Workflow BFF and Guide, Dolly DeLong. And today I am so thrilled to get to share another contributor of the upcoming Systems and Workflow Magic Bundle, the launch edition, with you all today. So if you're brand new to the podcast, I just want to say welcome and thank you for being here, by the way. But just to let you know, just for clarification, I have been doing a little mini series featuring a lot of the different contributors and business owners who are impacting and influencing, aka contributing to this bundle that is coming up so soon. Now, I truly want this bundle to help creative minded business owners to see the power of launching, the importance of launching well, and even strategically, and to Take it a step further to showcase the different puzzle pieces a business owner can use and utilize in their own launches. Now, I don't want you to hear me say that I believe launching is a one-size-fits-all method. I don't believe that. Otherwise, everyone would be using the same roadmap, but there are so many different moving puzzle pieces of launching, and so my guest today is going to share a major moving puzzle piece that many business owners are not taking advantage of, not necessarily, not only for their launches, but if they have a digital product or even a service that they want to sell. So my guest today is Monica Snyder, and I am just so excited to have her on the show. A little professional bio about Monica is, Monica Snyder is the founder of Birdsong Co., and she's on a mission to help creators build systematized income stacks that strengthen relationships and generate revenue. So Monica, welcome. Thank you. I am so excited to be here because
1: this little system is one of my favorite ways to build an income stack.
0: Yes, it's so true. And I, and just in full disclosure to the listeners, the system that we're talking about, i purchased this from Monica and was trained by her. And I'm so excited to to share this with you all. So we're going to get started. But before we do, Monica, I know I gave a more formal introduction to who you are, but do you mind giving the listeners, like, let them know who you are, what you do, and who you serve specifically? Absolutely. So I love
1: to help women, people solo or tiny teams build systems in their business so that they run on autopilot and they can make money from them. And the reason for this is I am a software developer that turned into a marketer. So I have built software for companies like Macy's, AAA, like, you know, big names. And I came into this digital world. And what I realized is that people don't think in systems, except for obviously people like you, Sally, and your listeners. And then even when they do think in systems, sometimes they don't think of how they can be hands-off. Some people think you have to work through a system or it has to be manual. So the automated way to do your abandoned cart series is actually... One of my absolute favorites, because this is, when you do it through the workshop, it's three hours and now I can do it in 90 minutes. The workshop has teaching elements and all that stuff. But once you get it down you can do this in about 90 minutes, and then it's just, it's like a little salesperson and they're working behind the scenes feeling, like, hey, did you leave your cart?" Not in an annoying way. And that feels authentic. That's not silly. So the first thing that we start with is assuming that there is a tech problem. And because a lot of times there are, so... And we can talk about why people abandon their cart and why the series works so well, because it's using data because the other thing I love is data and yeah.
0: using,
1: right, using data to drive these series. And that's why it is a series that is not annoying people. Some people are like, I don't want to do an abandoned cart. It annoys people.
0: Yeah. Right? That's why I'm glad that you're on. And I just want to like toot Monica's horn. I know she won't do this, but I'll toot her horn for her. But I've been following her for several years now. And I think she is smart as a whip, very business and system savvy. And I recently found out that we well not recently in the last year, I found out we live in the same city. So I'm like, Monica, we we're gonna we're gonna make it happen to have coffee one day when Either our kids are not sick or my kids are not like crawling all over the place. So I'm so excited to meet her in person as well. But you all are what I'm trying to say is you all are in for a treat. this will be having a like a coffee shop meeting with Monica because she's really good at being approachable and very good at breaking a very advanced strategy down and distill it down to make it easy to digest. So, Monica, that's what I really like about your trainings. You're really good at that. Let me preface this by saying that we, yes, we are talking about email marketing, like an aspect of email marketing and listeners, you know how much I love talking about email marketing and the importance of incorporating it in your business, because you, like you all heard me say this and you hear other people say this, but you don't own social media. You cannot just depend on building out your audience on the borrowed land of Instagram or TikTok or whatever other social media platform you love. And again, hear me when I say this, there's nothing wrong with social media. I love it. I use it. But you do also need to have that automated system of your email marketing set up for you, working for you, even while you're sleeping. While you're on vacation, while you're taking care of your little ones or your loved ones. So we are going to talk about a more advanced topic of email marketing, and that is, again, setting up abandoned cart sequences. So let's say that you have this amazing digital product in your online shop and that someone is eyeing it and that someone really wants to purchase it and they even add it to their cart, but then this happens. They talk themselves out of it or one of their kids like comes in screaming because they're running around naked or whatever. I mean, we've all had little kids do that wild thing in the house and then we have to abandon like literally the phone or the desktop or whatever to put out the fires in the household or something distracts you from buying and not making that final purchase. And then you forget, but this is the power of email marketing. And you can set up a sequence called an abandoned cart sequence with your email service provider. And again, Monica is going to walk you through the advantages of setting this up. For the like benefit of your business, so Monica, I will let you take over. I just wanted to do this like very long-winded introduction to you, and also like to lead up to the importance of okay, why people should consider abandoned cart sequences. But yeah, I know you have a lot of juicy tips to share with us today. Yes, so
1: like you were saying, people abandon cart for all kinds of reasons, and so if you set up an abandoned cart sequence, it will pull them back in sometimes at 10 to 20 to even 40%. As you were saying, if you have a digital product or if you're in the middle of a launch, so let's focus on launching here. Um, I launched a bundle myself last spring, fall, winter, some point last year, and I had set up my abandoned cart sequence and it pulled back 43% of people to buy. So people who had, abandoned their cart. 43% of them came back because of the sequence that I put into place. That is four emails long. Okay. We're we're asking four emails. Right. And the reason that we do four emails, is because the reasons people leave checkouts are different, right? It could be that they got distracted. A lot of times there is some sort of technical issue. So that's why we start the sequence with saying, Hey, was there a problem with checkout? Now, when somebody abandoned the cart, there is, that's where you have to work with your software, whatever it is that you're using to know when that is, and there's different ways to set this up. And that's probably the trickiest part of this automation. It's figuring out how to define the moment of cart and abandonment. And so a lot of times, um, I know Thrivecart has an ability to add a tag on that. And I know that, but ClickFunnels doesn't, right? Or GoHighLevel, I don't think has like a, hey, if they abandon cart, apply this tag in your autoresponder so that you can... Set up the sequence. So sometimes you got to work with the tech that you have to figure out when the cart was abandoned, and, and so so, that, so that's the the first part of it. And a lot of times people do leave because of technical difficulties. So that's why we ask the first question, like, "Hey, was there a problem?" And you would be surprised at the responses that I have personally gotten. Oh, yes, it you know, wouldn't take my credit card, or or do you have a PayPal option, or something along those lines, or oh no, I just got distracted, I finished. Now, a lot of times I don't hear anything back from that first email. People just go on to buy. Like I put a link in there. Hey, if there wasn't a problem, go finish your checkout. And so then a lot of people just stop there. And so I don't know if you want to talk more about the automation, but in a launch, I think it's really important to get this set up. It only takes, again... Between three hours and 90 minutes, depending on how skilled you are at it.
0: Yeah. For me personally, it was good for like when you were teaching this, when I was watching the workshop you led, it was good for me to assess my own tech stack so I could see what would work together. And yeah, I do use Thrivecart, but then I, Thrivecart, I don't know if they do this yet or not, but Thrivecart still doesn't, when I'm saying this in quotes, talk to Flowdesk. And so I had, and Flowdesk is my email service provider. So I'm sure Monica is going to get into this, but you have to assess your tech stack and what email service provider you use, what cart checkout system you use. Do they talk to each other? And if not, then utilize a program or a tool called Zapier. And that bridges that communication of, okay, if they abandon it, then set up, like I had to set up a certain zap. And it's segmented to an abandoned cart sequence in Flowdesk, so that's how it was my workaround with that.
1: That's such a great workaround, and what I love about that is that you figured out how to bridge that gap. Mm-hmm. What happens with technologies when they have to talk to each other? Some of them do it natively because their <laughs> backend systems talk through what's called an application programming interface API, and some don't. And so what Zapier does is Zapier connects the APIs that don't connect natively or most of them, oh, they don't do all of them, <laughs> but most of them they do. So we love Zapier and there's a free plan on Zapier, which is great to get started with. But once you get more advanced, a lot of people will have a lot of apps and pay for that. And I will say that that is, if you are evaluating a tech stack, make sure to see if, you're, if your techs talk to each other. Yeah. That can save a lot of headaches, but I use, I now use Thrivecart. I've done this in my own systems and my client systems. So I've used a lot of different tech, but I now use Thrivecart and I use Drip of my email autoresponder and they do talk to each other. So that's nice. oh,
0: that's very nice. Yeah. Wait, what was your email service provider again? Drip. Drip? Drip? Yeah, like, like, what are drips? Drip. Oh, I've actually never heard of that. I need yeah. to look more into it. I just know like Flowdesk, you know, like, Because half of my world is photography. And so everybody, all the photographers use, I feel like ConvertKit, MailChimp. I I do not recommend MailChimp. Yes.
1: The the only one I really don't recommend. I mean, listen, I've been in... You've been around the block. Yes. Yes. Since 2008. Yes. So I have used them all and I've integrated with them all. And there are very few I like straight up just say, please don't go there. And (laughs) Mailchimp is one of them. (laughs) Only because, especially, you can't even really do this automation in Mailchimp because they don't uh-huh. do so workflows or automations or different. So that's the mm-hmm. other thing I want to say is if you're looking at this, so you can generally go to your ESP, your your email service provider, and Google in their help. I say Google in their help, but what I mean is go to their knowledge base and search within their knowledge base. <laughs> yes, yes, and see <laughs> how does <to laughs> it? You search abandoned cart and see what they say because each one of them calls an automation, a workflow. It's slightly different. Some of them call them, there's another word, and, but automating the workflow is generally true, but they all have their own language. They all have their own thing. And listen, here's what I'll say about tech is that, yeah, there's limitations on some of them, but for the most part, if you know how to work your tech, mm-hmm. then it's going to work better for you mm-hmm. because knowing how to maximize it, just like you just said, I was like, okay, I know Flowdesk and Quirk don't talk. So I'm going to have to use Savior, but understanding how to maximize that will make all your business run better. Yeah, yeah, I love so. that.
0: No, I love it, and I'm, I love that you like are coming in from a perspective of, "Hey, guys, I've used a lot of these email service providers, like I, but you should also like look and see what works for you. Like, you're also communicating. Like, you need to research what works for you and." what works for your business, what works for me may not work for another person. So I love, I always appreciate when business centers bring that point up. Yes. And
1: I, I, so I've built a lot of software and I I used a lot of software. And so I know that every software has its works and its flaws. And if you're expecting perfection from any software, then you're going to be sad and disappointed. (laughs) So, I would rather you just expect it to have its parts and flaws and how to work with those. I feel like every software that we have to use as marketers is like a car that's got, you got to push the key in the right way. I and mean, we don't, yeah. it, you got to jiggle it just the right way. or like the window has a certain way to touch it. Yeah. That's how I feel like marketing software is. You got to know. That's
0: a good analogy, Monica. <laughs> I love that. If you are listening to this episode live, I have some time sensitive news to share with you today. After listening to this week's episode, I really want you to head on over to the show notes and get on the waitlist for the Systems and Workflow Magic Bundle, the 4.0 launch edition today. Yes, you heard me right. The popular bundle is back, but in 4.0 form. So if you are ready to sprinkle in some strategies and puzzle pieces and SOPs and workflows of learning how to apply launching into your business to better impact 2024 and hopefully beyond, get ready, my friend, because coming February 5th through February 9th of 2024, you are going to have access to over 28 Plus, experts who are going to be contributing different launching resources to help you grow in knowledge, understanding, and confidence in how to implement launching in your own business. Now, this bundle includes resources that will help you out with the puzzle pieces of planning out your own launch to pre-launch planning to actual launch week planning to what the heck to do after the post-launch because there are different phases. I specifically dreamed up this bundle after witnessing and hearing so many creative-minded business owners struggle with knowing where to begin in the planning process of launching a service or digital product. Or maybe you have a product or service and you don't understand all the moving parts involved in launching. Or maybe you just feel overwhelmed and you want guidance with where to begin. Either way, this bundle is chock full of resources, mini courses, templates, blueprints, all with the mission of helping you get started with launching. And yes, especially if you are a team of one, and are running the show on your own. So you don't want to miss out on the Systems and Workflow Magic Bundle, the 4.0 launch edition. So head on over to systemsandworkflowmagic.com to get on the wait list or head over to the show notes today. Let me ask you this question. Is 2024 the year you learn more about launching and how to apply the principles and strategies of launching to your own business? I certainly hope so. And as always, stay streamlined and strategic with your workflows, your SOPs, and strategies. You amazing muggle you. I'll see you in the launch bundle. Hey, fellow entrepreneurs and creatives, I've got a little secret to share with you today. An exclusive private podcast that will change how you think about launching. I am so excited to share with you how to plan out your first or next digital product launch, a look into the four different launch phases. Now, this is not your average podcast. It's a private podcast designed to give you insider insight into the intricate world of launching because there are so many moving puzzle pieces of launching And I know launching can be overwhelming to the business owner who doesn't have an entire team working for them. Here's the catch. This podcast is private. The only way to unlock this wealth of launching knowledge is by signing up. Yes, you heard me right. It's a secret private podcast. Your VIP pass is waiting for you in the show notes, and all you have to do is sign up to get exclusive access. Over four days, we'll dive deep into the different phases of launching breaking down the complexities and helping you uncomplicate and untangle the entire launching process. It's like having a launch strategist or aka your systems and workflow BFF, whispering secrets directly into your ear. But here's the thing, this is not available forever. It is a limited time podcast and the doors to this secret podcast will soon close. So if you're ready To revolutionize your approach to launching, you need to act fast. Now, how do you get on the secret? Super easy. Head on over to the show notes of this podcast or visit systemsandworkflowmagic.com forward slash private dash podcast to sign up. Once you're in, get ready for a journey that will transform the way you launch your ideas, your products into the world. I don't want you to miss out on this opportunity. I will see you inside. Yeah. Oh man, if only there was like one perfect software, but that's, I'm sure you think of that a lot, but I, anyways, it's a little rabbit hole right there, bunny trail, whatever you want to call it, but okay. So technical, you spoke about technical difficulties being the first thing to think through.
1: Yes. So in the first email, we say, are there technical difficulties? The second email I recommend is that you write back and say, hey, let's talk about the benefits." And here's what I'm going to say. There are features of your product, and then there are the benefits of the features. And what I see so, so much with people who are new to marketing or maybe haven't figured out their messaging is that they, or actually even some people who are experts and then they just forget it, they will try to sell using the features. And so you And what I mean by that is, so this is actually a good example, a feature of an active campaign or Flowdesk is that it can do workflow. The benefit of that workflow is that you get to build like an automated salesperson in your business that works for you. So the feature, the thing that it actually is and does is not generally what will sell your product or service. It's the result of that or the thing that the benefit to the person reading the email or reading the marketing message. So that is the difference between features and benefit. And then if you can go one little deeper, which is the benefit of the benefit is, so the feature is that they can, you can build workloads. The benefit is that you have a 24-hour salesperson working in your business. The benefit of that is that frees you up to make more money while you're handling your sick kiddos. Yeah. Never.
0: Yes. So generally,
1: time saving and money savings are two very classic benefits, which is why when you have a sophisticated audience, You have to go one level deeper. And that's where the heard marketer talk about know your audience, know your audience and know the benefit of their benefit. So the the benefit is time-saving, but why do they care about saving time?
0: Yeah, so like my audience, for example, or I would say the majority of the listeners of the podcast, they are in between year two to five of building out their business. They are creative-minded, but they also are doing a lot of, The business aspect by themselves. They don't have a big team, uh, but they want to be smart about the back end of their business. So I think like the benefit, I could be wrong. Maybe I'm reading into this wrong, but the benefit of having an abandoned cart sequence set up for your business, if you're listening in, you're listening in creative minded business owners, and you're like, okay, what is the benefit would be like, yes. There is that time aspect of setting up the abandoned cart sequence that will take a little bit of time. But the benefit is on the back end, you're going to save time from convincing someone. I don't want to say convincing someone, but like manually emailing a person. Hey, I noticed that you like left something in your cart. I don't know. Like you want somebody to be working for like a little tech genie to work for you, which is the abandoned cart sequence. Would that be a good analogy? Okay.
1: Yes. I would add that really the abandoned cart sequence in my mind, it is a time saver, but really it's more of a revenue driver. No, I like to think of it as a tiny little income stack. So when I think of building my backend system, I like to think of a Lego brace and each one is like a stack towards what I want an income, right? So an abandoned cart sequence actively brings more revenue in that it works. And the way I teach it is for emails three that ask people to come back and sell, come back and make, complete the purchase, sorry. And then the last one is, like, hey, why didn't you buy? So that you can that for more ways to increase other people's stuff. And so then that is what I like to think of it as these little Lego bricks that stack up. And that's why I call them income stacks because once you stack so many, you hit your goal in the back, like in the back end of your business. So that's how I think of email marketing. as like tiny little bricks that you get to stack when you do the sequences.
0: i love that you have younger ones did you ever watch the lego movie
1: with lego movies it was like
0: the main song was everything is awesome anyways that just like i don't know tangent monica i do a lot of tangents you like when you're like when i create these stacks and make a thing make me think of lego bricks and i was like yeah like everything is awesome because you're making money and anyways tangent. Yeah.
1: So the benefit of a, an abandoned card sequence to me yeah. is that is that it brings back money. Yeah. And yeah. which is awesome. Yeah. Right. People had already said, they've already raised their hand, they said, I'm interested in this. So they want it. You just have to overcome whatever final hurdle they have. And sometimes it's just that they forgot. Again, their kid walked up, grabbed their phone, whatever. Yeah. It's as simple as that. Sometimes it's that they do truly have an objection. And you can find that out if a system Goes and asks them. Now, does everyone respond? No. But do some people respond? Yes. And then you get that information and it's really, really great. So, uh,
0: okay. That's, so, the first part, you said the first email, you asked about tef- technical difficulties. The second email, you write back and you talk about the benefits of your product, not the features, but the benefits. And then yes. do you also include a link to purchase.
1: Yes. So, the first two emails have a link to purchase.
0: So what about this third email then?
1: The third email is what I call the proof email. So the other thing that I know that you probably don't know is that there are four different kinds of buyers and you want to hit all four over the sequence. So one is somebody that in this sequence did have a problem, but they were excited to buy. So they are going to jump back at the chance. The second is more of the person who is a factual person that needs data and analytics and proof or not proof, but proof in that step, proof in that way. To be able to finish the purchase. There's another kind of person that needs stories. And so the third email covers this. And that is when you send testimonials or some sort of other story based thing. If you don't have testimonials yet, you can actually use numbers as stories, you know, like 43% of people came back to my abandoned cart sequence, right? So that's really more of a proof, but you could say that. You love setting this up because of X, Y, Z. Just some sort of story that gets them to do it. And it doesn't have to be about you. It doesn't have to be proof. It could be like a celebrity story. About abandoned cards might be a bit of a stretch, but this is where you get to get creative with your marketing. But I bet I could find an abandoned card story about a celebrity if I tried hard enough. <laughs> that's, where, that's where we're coming in for that third buyer, which is the proof. And also the, the last one is sort of the deadline dancer. So if you have any sort of urgency on your funnel, like you're launching, then you're going to want to put this in the third email to also push over those people who are the ones who just wait for a deadline. They need a deadline. and That's what that third email is about. The proof and the deadline, if you have a deadline. If you don't have a deadline, you just leave it out. It's like an evergreen thing. But if you do, like during a launch, you put that in there.
0: That's really good. I'll take note of that. And then finally, Monica, what is the fourth email that you would recommend?
1: The fourth email is not asking them to come back and buy. The fourth email is asking them why they did not buy. So people will respond to this and let you know, I didn't buy because the price was too high or I didn't buy because I don't want to spend money on that right now. Or I didn't buy because I didn't know it had XYZ thing in it. And then what could happen is if, I'll I'll give you an example. People told me that they didn't buy the abandoned cart workshop because they weren't really sure what they were going to get. And so I put a picture of the actual work book that they get, like scrolling through on a computer screen so that they could see really something tangible that they were getting. Because when I built the sales page for it, I literally just put like a ticket to the workshop because I hadn't built the course materials yet. Yeah. So there wasn't anything visual for people to see. And they let me
0: know that they didn't buy because of that.
1: So I fixed it.
0: I love it. And can you share, I don't know if it's on off the top of your head. Sorry, I'm like asking you a question, just like off the cuff, but I'm on your email list and I really love your tip Tuesdays that you do. But you shared the stat about you looked at the back of was it active? You, it was like really cute how you put it. Like you said goodbye to Active Campaign, but you looked at the stats of your abandoned cart sequence, and it was like something like forty three percent. Yes. So okay, I
1: just moved from Active Campaign to Drip, and so as I was leaving Active Campaign, I pulled all my data because I'm very data driven, and I looked and I was like, holy moly, because my so those. The last two were both 43%, which I was like, is that real? Like, I actually double-checked because they were the exact same percentage, and I was like, that's odd. So I checked, and it was both accurate. The one that is on my longer-running evergreen funnel that's had more traffic come through, it's like 20.83% the last one. Mm-hmm. So 20% to 43% is the results that I have personally had with this. I know other people all have implemented into their systems and had really good results, too. And I would just say, anybody that I've talked to that's actually put in an automated abandoned cart sequence has had some results. It's never been zero. So even if you don't do everything that I'm saying, like just one email will bring back some people.
0: That's so true. That's very encouraging. And like Monica was sharing earlier in this episode, if you decide to re-listen to this, which I highly recommend you re-listen to this because this is a little bit more advanced and Monica is sharing a lot of good nuggets of wisdom, but You can Google like how to set up, like how to make these two different platforms, your cart checkup out system, talk with your email service provider. I know that there is, that's what YouTube is for. A lot of people look up YouTube videos or you can even go within your own email service provider and ask the help desk, do you have any um, tutorials or videos to help me through an abandoned cart sequence. So they are out there. And I just yes, wanted to share that. Yeah. I will also share that if you do Google abandoned cart sequence, a lot of
1: them are very specific to e-commerce physical cool mm, products. Gotcha. So search for digital products along with that because it'll just be slightly different. That is all like the language and the stuff that we use are slightly different. Now in the abandoned cart workshop I do cover a physical e-commerce product. It's a trucker hat from Tractor Supply, as an example. Because you know, people are always like, "Well, you can't, you know, you can't sell a trucker hat without." I'm like, "I can sell a trucker hat." And actually, I had a friend, one of my dear friends, works at Tractor Supply. She was going to be on the call, so I was like, "Let's write her series for her." Yeah. And, and so, yeah, so you definitely can use use the Abandoning Heart Workshop for that. But I'm just letting you know, if you're Googling, a lot of them are e-commerce, and they're one email which is great, but people generally need more touch points in the way that it's structured with the first email. Is there a problem? The second email is the benefits, the third email is the proof that gets more people to come back. And that's why the conversion rate on the sequence is so high.
0: Awesome. Monica, I know you have shared so much with us already, and I just wanted to remind everyone, first of all, before we wrap everything up. I want to say thank you so much, Monica, for taking out your time today and for talking to my audience and sharing, again, a more advanced strategy that I believe a lot of creative business owners need to take advantage of, especially like you were saying to stack in their benefit for income purposes. And then I wanted to remind everyone again, that Monica is going to be one of the amazing contributors for the Systems and Workflow Magic Bundle. And what she's contributing, I, I'll let her share what she's contributing. Well, as you might imagine, I'm taking <laughs> the abandoned card workshop. <laughs> Which is perfect, especially if you are plan- wanting to plan out a launch or learn about launching strategies and learn about different puzzle pieces. So this will be a really good puzzle piece to put in place. And so Monica, thank you so much again for coming. Do you mind at reminding everyone how they can find you? work with you, connect with you, just like all the things?
1: Absolutely. So my company is birdsong.co. Birdsong is actually my maiden name. That's where that comes from. And if you go to birdsong.com, you'll find this beautiful resort here in Tennessee, (laughs) but that is not me, birdsong.co. And find me there. You can also find me on Instagram at Monica Birdsong or on Facebook at Monica Birdsong.
0: And you all, Monica, like I said, she's very kind, approachable, distills everything down so you can understand things. And so that's something I really appreciate about you, Monica.
1: Thanks. And if you, I should have said this, if you want to join the newsletter that Dolly mentioned earlier, that it's the two by two thingamabob Tuesday, and it's the number two, the letter X, the number two, tuesday.com. So 2x2tuesday.com. And then I'll get you on the email list so you can see all these fun things. And on there, I just share things that are interesting to me that I think would be interesting to people like you.
0: Yeah. And y'all, I put this in the resources of the show notes and it'll also be in the blog post that corresponds with this um, podcast uh, episode. And that way you can get even further connected with Monica. And as a reminder to everyone, don't forget that the Systems and Workflow Magic Bundle is opening up. So soon, um, it's coming up. Either like I'm getting lost in all the episodes. It's either next week or the week after. It's coming up. And please be sure to get on the wait list and sign up so you can be notified when it opens because it's a very limited amount of time of days it's open, and everything else again will be in the show notes. And until then, I hope you have a streamlined and magical week. You amazing muggle you and stay tuned for another systems workflow and SOP related podcast episode that will help you streamline the back end of your business. I will talk to you all later. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Systems and Workflow Magic Podcast. You can find full show notes from today's episode at dollydelongphotography.com forward slash podcast. If you're loving the podcast, I'd be so honored if you'd subscribe and leave a review on your favorite podcast player. Be sure to screenshot this episode, share it to your stories, and tag me at Dolly DeLong Education over on Instagram. Until next time, go make some strategic workflow magic.